You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. All right, so look, I'm going to order a large cheese pizza um some um some garlic knots and uh some cheese breadsticks and whatever you do do not skimp on the garlic i do not know oh (laughs) we're live pal we're live aren't we hello and welcome to the grit and barrett podcast everyone that's right back on the live stream back out there in the Twitterverse for each and every one of you. My name is Richard Blosser. Thank you to everyone joining this live stream here on Twitter on a Sunday. And for all of you listening on Monday, of course, we are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Ding, ding, ding. So welcome, everyone. It is a post-St. Patrick's Day. We are in the midst of March Madness. Do I care about your bracket? No. No. Because I will not be that guy who comes to you on a Monday and goes, Hey, is your bracket busted yet? (laughs) I hate these people. I hate them with a passion. But uh, but anyway, hope all of you have enjoyed enjoyed your weekend out there. um, Having a great Sunday. And when you listen to this on a Monday, that, um, that you'll have a great start to your week, everyone. So uh, some programming notes. Uh, next week um, might be one of the last times that um, we're going to be going on a Monday um, because it's been made official. It's been made a final. I am changing jobs. Um, this will not affect the podcast in any way. In fact, it will actually help it out. Um, simply reason I am moving to a 410 shifts. I am going to um, be working Wednesday through uh through Saturdays and then have Sunday, Monday, and Tuesdays off. Um, I should still be able to do Sunday nights depending on if I'm tired or not, but this would also open me up to actually doing these perhaps live on a Monday, doing these on a- afternoons, and possibly doing the Friday face-off live on a Thursday night. So the net net of all this, everyone, is basically this will open up more chances for me to do more podcast stuff and maybe tackle a few more passion projects while I'm at it that I've wanted to do, but just because in my life, I've not had the time to do it. But anyway, anyway, enough about all that. Let's get into the Hershey Bears action, shall we? So first up to all of you watching along on the live stream on Facebook or the Twitterverse, please first off, like, share, and subscribe as it says down there in the banner. Second of all, if you're watching on, on the fan club page, um, leave, leave a question in the comments through live stream and I will get to them at the end of the show um, I want to get everyone in on this um, just because I think it's good fan interaction so everyone good all right everyone silver close enough 
let's get to it. The Bears were at it on a Friday night as we traveled all the way up to to Lehigh Valley, back to Allentown. Last visit to the Electrodrome for the um for the Electrodrome for the last meeting between the Lehigh Valley. Valley Phantoms and the Bears all the way out there at the corner of 7th and Hamilton. <clears throat> Cough. <clears throat> ah. Darn those Reese's peanut butter eggs. <clears throat> They're good. They're good, but sometimes the peanut butter gets caught in the back of your throat. Hold on. <clears throat> Water or vodka? I'll let you decide. So last time they're at the seventh and Hamilton playoffs permitting and the bears have done a really good job against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms this season. Now standing at a great nine and two against them. Um, one loss, I think, I think both losses have been a giant center <clears throat> this season. I think we may have gotten a loss there in Allentown, but anyway, um, the Phantoms, well, let's, let's admit it for all of you that are uh, Flyers fans out there. And I know there are some of you who listen to this and that are Flyers fans, first off, suckers. Second of all, it's tryout season there with the Flyers. Let's just call a spade a spade here. Um, It's going to be tryout season. Um, Elliot Desjardins has already gone up there. Tyson Forster is probably going to get called up up there. Cam York's already up there. Isaac Ratcliffe, that poor man. Samuel Erskine Rugg has gotten time up there. I mean, it's just been a mess in the Flyers organization this season. And I know the Chuck Fletcher jokes write themselves. I know. But it's bad when the organization is bad up there on the Flyers and it just dribbles down and it just affects the Phantoms so much. I mean, I really honestly thought that this could have been a decent team as we got to... um, As we got to... um, Uh, the midway part of the season. And then suddenly they started getting pretty good. They got, I mean, not, I mean, they're in the playoff contention. They're sitting there at fifth, but I think they're just sort of stuck in purgatory. They're good enough to get into the postseason, and they will. I just don't think this team really knows what it is. Like, what are the Phantoms? Are they a fast team? Are they a transition team? Are they ye old style Philadelphia Flyers where they're just going to beat you up? I mean, what are you, Phantoms? What are you? Second of all, you just don't have the firepower, I really think, to really tackle what this team wants to be in the American Hockey League, much less really um, compete in it. So that's just sort of like my take is just like, is this team really good is it is it good enough to do what it wants to do i mean i don't know i don't know am i rambling maybe i am maybe i'm not but anyway so the fan we play the phantoms they're on a fr- on a friday night and oh joy they're wearing their whiteouts they're wearing their whiteout jerseys you know the bright white jerseys with the Electric orange, that bright orange, no black, no blue, just white helmets, uh, white helmets, white, um, 
white um, jerseys with orange numbering, and then ugh, white socks, white skates. It looks horrible. It looks horrible. I, Ian LaPierre, call your office. And I love that Phantom Social told them, hey, everybody wear white. It's going to be a whiteout. And I saw on the AHL TV that only like 20 people wore white. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, how about that? So, Bears and Phantoms go at it. And the boys are dealing with some injuries. They're dealing with, you know, some of their stars, not really all the best. But as me and the guys have kind of, you know, described it, maybe this is a blessing in disguise for the boys. Maybe this will really help us because we've we become a little too over-reliant on Frankie. We've become a little too over-reliant on some of our big boys. And what was really carrying us was the bottom and middle six guys stepping up and stepping into the lineup and really playing gritty, hard-nosed hockey. I mean, that that's what worked. And as we went at it on a sat on the Friday, of course, no, no Scarbosa, no Vec is out. And man, we're really going to be missing some people here. This is really going to be, wait a minute. What's that? By God, that's Sam Ennis' music. What's he doing here? That's Sam Ennis. He's walking. He's talking. He's skating. And Sam Ennis is back. Three months later after abdominal surgery. The man whose hockey name does not bless us with such memes. Sam Ennis is back in the lineup. Go on, son. Cut that hair. So, all right. We get some, we get some guys back. And, um... Uh, with Vecchione out, Connor McMichael gets himself an A on his jersey. Good for him. Good for him. So we go at it there in, in the first. And it's Hunter Shepard versus Sam, Sam Arison. And it's very even between the boys and the Phantoms. It's like they've played each other 12 times this season. But it's just back and forth, up and down. One team trying to get more of a winning streak going and another team, dear God, just trying to find themselves. But it's very even in the first. Shots are 6-6 midway through the game. Ersons had to make a few saves. Hunter Shepard's had to make a few saves. I've needed a beer because of how slow this game is. I'm watching in the jockey wagon like, come on, guys. Do something, in a way. But the Bears make a late push near the end of the end of the end of the period and they move up and Connor McMichael feeds Snively shot pad save rebound they score Ethan Frank Ethan Frank gets it in his 26th goal of the season Joe Snively is 10th Connor McMichael is 18th and the Bears are up one nothing with one minute and change left in the period not quite a sin but could be close enough to count and my gosh, what a gr- what a great goal by Ethan Frank! It's your classic shot, pad save, rebound, scores, and into the net. And Arison's like, should have had that. Man, Tortorella is not going to like this. So we go at it, 
in the second, and it's still a bit of a slog of a game to get through because um, neutral zones getting clogged up. The Phantoms are just trying to say, ah, screw it. We're just going to start hitting everything. And it's, it's, it's boring hockey. I'm sorry. It's boring. And I'm not one of those guys who are like, hit something. I mean, yeah, do hit something. But by God, you can have a low-scoring game. Just don't be boring. I mean, it can be low-scoring if the goalies are putting on a clinic. But midway through the game, the shots are 12-13. I saw 12-13 shot totals in the first period in the NHL. Well, the Bears roster is depleted. Who cares? Nobody cares this time of year. Nobody cares. So, so I'm trying to deal with some of this in the jockey wagon. I'm starting to get some moves. And um, someone out on the fan club page decides to um, get the old bear poked. PPL center is better than giant center. Oh, no, no, don't do this again. Padded seats. Concessions are always full. Great sound system. Up-to-date scoreboard. Herco needs to step up their game. Giant Center is inadequate compared to PPL Center. Ah! Two games in a row with this stuff. Two games. And yeah, I'm going to come, I'm going to vent this out here. Two games. You know, if you go there for one game and you say, wow, there's big differences between the PPL Center and Giant Center. Okay, fine. It's one game. Fine. Fine, but you come on the next night, the next day you go, and you're still running your mouth. Yeah, yeah, I got rid of it. I got rid of it. Well, what are you, some sort of social media snowflake? No, the the fan club page is not made for you to bitch about Giant Center. And guess what? Giant Center doesn't scour Facebook. Let me let you in on something, people. Nobody cares. The people you want to, to hear, they're not going to hear you. They don't care. No one's ever want to fight on social media because of Facebook. God. <sighs> but I will, but, but however, I will be fair and I will say we will address some of these issues. So we get on into the second. We get through the second. Still tied. And we get later on into the set of, at an inning, long shot, bounces off the board, Ronnie Autard left all open, and he scores! 1-1. Crud. Ronnie Autard, his 11th goal, Adam Ninning, his skinning, his 15th assist, and Ollie Lixel, can somebody save that poor man, 28th assist of the season, tied at one, end of the second. Crud. And, I'm starting to hear it on the fan club page. Here we go again. This team has no heart. This team does not know how to play Bears hockey. And I'll admit, I'm getting a little worried too. Not because I, you know, I'm not going to do what a lot of other people do. But this team's had trouble in the third. Going into the third, either holding a lead or tied. Yeah, hadn't been pretty. So... And I admit, I didn't pick this team on my predictions on Friday. But what did I say? Prove me wrong, Hershey. Prove me wrong. Into the third we go. 
And it's still a slog between these two teams. Still. 17-17 on shots. Midway through the third. What the hell are you two guys, two teams doing? But the Bears get a late power play. There's some good news. And it's good to, and I'll admit, it's good to see Sam Ennis back out there on the power play. Him being a certified, bona fide, 100% playmaker, handling the puck and trying to feed guys is, it's been needed. It's been really needed. I mean, while we do have a lot of playmakers on the Bears, it's good to have a guy who specializes in it. And so Bobby Nardella back out onto the point, works down into the circle, up to the top to Julian Neprevic. Is he going to shoot it? He had two goals here. Fakes it over to Sam Ennis. Rister. He scores! Sam Ennis scores! He did it! He scored in his first game back on the road and shuts up the Electrodrome. Not that it's that loud to begin with, but gets the goal. Ennis is eighth of the season. Julian Neprevic, his first assist. Bobby Nardella, 17th assist of the season. 2-1 Hershey. Midway through the third. Power play goal. A, for uh, good to get the power play going. And secondly, Sam Ennis, go on, son. And it's 2-1. It's 2-1 Hershey. So, all right. How are we going to do this? Are we going to close this out? Are we going to be fine? Are we going to keep this moving? And guess what? The clock ticked down. Phantoms pulled the goalie with two minutes to go. A few scrambles out there in front, but never really felt threatened. And three, two, one, win. Bears win it. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Lehigh. Alexa, play Don't Stop Me by Queen. And the Bears win it on a Friday night in Lehigh. 2-1 the final. Your three stars of the game were, hold on a second, Ethan Frank with the goal for the Bears. Second star goes to Ronnie Attard uh, with, with the goal because, of course, number one star of the night, Sam Ennis with the game winner. Good job, boys. And... Closing out the road portion against the Lehigh Valley Phantoms this season. Uh, the Bears, I think, were like um, 12, uh, um, 11 and 2 against them this season, or 10 and 2. Anyway, point being, point being, domination against the Phantoms this season, and good way to get two wins after what happened last weekend. After what happened, that was desperately needed. Well, they played them 12 times this year. Doesn't that skew your record a bit? Perhaps. But that's what'll help out your record. Beating the teams you're supposed to. Beating the teams that are in front of you. That's what you're supposed to do. When it concerns the Phantoms. If they're weaker, beat them. Beef up your record. Yeah, the Wilkes-Barre were only like 6-6 uh, six and six on the season against them. 500? I'll take 500. Remember, like, uh, in 1718, we went a combined 4-20 and 20 against the Phantoms and, and the Penguins. And I'm not being, and I'm not saying that for that joke. That was the actual record against them. And we stunk. So guess what? Beat your rivals, and your record is going to be better. Sometimes it's just how the hockey gods are. Now, Getting on to what a few people have also said. 
about uh, the Giants Center this season. And um, you know what? Let's talk about this for a brief moment. So, yes, Giants Center does have its problems. Among all three of the, P- of the PA teams, Wilkes-Barre, Lehigh, Hershey, among all three of them, the Bears, Giants Center is the middle child of the three. Wilkes-Barre opened in 99, Giants Center opened in 02, Lehigh opened in 2015. And I'm not going to sit here and say the Giants Center is perfect. It's not. It's not. I'm not. I'm not a shill for it. But um, let's address some of the issues here. Uh, number one complaint that I hear about fans is, well, the concessions aren't always open. Any arena I go to, the concessions are always full and packed and ready to go. True. True. I went to Wooster last week for a game that probably had four thousand people i saw a popcorn stand that had like 25 bags of popcorn ready to go and the concourse was empty so yeah well they had some stands closed too but anyway you could argue the economy number one but number two and the most important of all this is that we have a world-class theme park attached to us we have another stadium attached to us and guess what those need staff too and giant center that stadium and the park are all one one group is all one one area and they all staff one another and when it comes october november and december guess what the park's going to need people the stadium's going to need people and giant center who's low down on the priority list at that point is not going to have every everyone you guys want to see the concession stands more? Here's an application. Go fill one out on Indeed. So, yeah, some places aren't always going to be open because they don't have the staff to do it. I know. First first world problems. Yeah, well, first world bitching too. Uh, secondly, the concessions need more variety. Well, yeah, I will absolutely agree on that. Um, any arena I've gone to has like on Food Network, has what's called a signature dish or signature stand or something that, that they do that that reflects them. Like the PPL Center has a chicken pizza built right in and another stand of theirs. Um, you go to Wilkes-Barre, they have a chicken pizza there too. However, they have the roast beef stand and cheesesteak fries, which my, my wife, I love her, absolutely loves, and the cheesesteak fries love her but I go there for the roast beef sandwiches. Anyway, I go to Wilkes-Barre. I know what I'm looking for. You go to Giant Center. You could argue an Aruga stand, but that's a that's a kind of like Chicken Pete's. That's a chain place in there. Other than that, you go to Giant Center. I was in Providence. They had a beer garden. Giant Center doesn't have a beer, beer garden. They have an 1829 area, but they don't have really anything that's a signature to Hershey. And you have chocolate world right there. You have freaking chocolate. Play that up. Make a stand word that's just devoted to candy and chocolate covered stuff. And fans will know that. When they go there, ooh, I'm going to get a chocolate covered banana. That's the first thing I'm thinking of. But ooh, chocolate covered this. Make the world's world's largest fondue stand for all I care. Something that's going to want to bring fans back outside of just the name itself. So yeah, that I will agree with. Concourse, 
That's just how these places are built. Hershey's Concourse is big compared to other places. I've seen Wilkes-Barre crowded. It's not pretty. Some of you may argue, well, Lehigh's better because they have a bigger concourse. Bigger in some areas. Other areas, it's not. That Rita stand that you love to go to, yeah, there's a Rita's inside PPL Center. That's a big advantage to them. When that gets busy, you have the bathrooms right there and another co- and another stand right there. It gets clogged up worse than a highway at rush hour. So that's just some of the things that the common complaints that I hear. The sound system at Giant Center needs to be better. Yes. Yes, it does. But the money that's been pumped into that place has gone toward scoreboard and LEDs and some other things. I know. The seats need to be padded. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Do you want them heated as well? But but I'm rambling. I understand the issues the fan base had. And they are not without merit. Well, they need a real goal horn in. Absolutely, they do. Absolutely, Giant Center needs a real goal horn in. I agree with people on that one as well. Uh, Let's see here. Maybe a better team entrance as well on Facebook. Thank you. Let's just bring that up here. Maybe a better team entrance. Um, You mean like a giant inflatable bear head for them to come out of? Mm, I'll... I'll go 50-50 on that. Um, Something like the Roaring Bears head for them to come out of might be fine, but that's also very gimmicky. Um, A lot of ECHL teams do that. Uh, Wooster has like a giant uh, choo-choo thing they come out of. The Royals have a giant inflatable um, lion's head they come out of. But um, is that really something Hershey wants to be known for? Is that something they really want to be known for? So um, something like that. But yeah, and, and I also understand Lehigh has an NHL-like production. They do. And the Bears' production has gone better. I mean, we have strobe lights now. That's a good thing. But anyway, I just wanted to show people, at least here on the podcast and on the fan club page, to people that are watching this, I do hear what you guys say. And not it, and you guys aren't wrong but you're also going to the wrong place about it. And just coming on here to bitching for bitching sake, if I can just, if I can say that it doesn't look good. It's a, it's a bad look for a fan base that, that prides itself on being better than that. A place that's been around forever. And I know a lot of you want the old barn back. You want that back. And I, I get that, but the old barn ain't coming back. And Giant Center does need some work. It absolutely does. But coming on to Facebook and yelling about it ain't going to solve a thing. But in the words of Dennis Dennis Miller, that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. So let's uh, let's take a a short a short break. Going to pay the bills here, as tip of the iceberg, friends of the show has said, and we'll be we'll be right back, at least on the podcast, right after this. So every so Bears fans, as you're watching this, it is the most wonderful time of the year. It's tournament season there, 
everyone. The biggest tournament in all of college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payouts. Stack those bets and stack those wins. Ladies and gentlemen, DraftKings will be featuring parlays, odds boosts all tournament long. So be sure to check out DraftKings Sportsbook every day to see to see what they have in store. At least for the tor- tournament myself, you've seen number ones and number twos getting knocked around and knocked aside and up and down left and right. This is one of the biggest and chaotic tournaments I have ever seen in my lifetime. In my lifetime. And this and this tournament is seems to be a betters paradise. So if you want to get in on the action, there's plenty of lower seeds that are making runs and names that we never thought of making runs in tur in the in the tournament, like Forum and um Penn State trying to make a run. What? They played last night and got eliminated. Oh, well, Pitt's trying to make a run. Oh, they're losing. <laughs> How awkward. Well, maybe Alabama. Well, they haven't played yet. But anyway, you know you know what I mean. There's plenty of chaos there in the NCAA tournament. Ladies and gentlemen, get out there and place those bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN right now. New customers can bet $5 on any pregame Moneyline bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility res- restrictions apply. Apply. See show notes. Uh, in in. See show notes for details. I botched that, but anyway, uh, back to the action. So we're back here on the Grits and Barrett podcast. Thank you to everyone for watching and listening as well. A few of your comments. Let's get in on them as we were talking about a uh, giant center. Uh, the chicken tenders at PPL on Friday were terrible. $42 for a whole pizza pie. Woo, daddy. $42 for a whole pizza. Does that come with the... Awkward. Uh, chicken tenders were horrible at PPL. Well, they all can't be brickers. Now, now can they? Anyway, whoever put that out there, thank you. Uh, let's see here. Um... Miss Love Sports haven't been there that yet this year. Uh, sorry for everyone who um, hasn't. I can't put your name up here because of some whole weird Facebook thing. Can't really do that. So um, if you can try to put your name in there so I know who you are, and I'll give a shout out to you on on um, uh, on here. Um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Another comment came in. You're welcome. Thank you to whoever that is again. And thank you to all of you. I know there's only four people here watching this live, but hey, you know, good to have everyone out here watching this as as well. So back at it on a giant center on a Saturday night as the oldest rivalry in the American Hockey League is at it once again as the Bears and the Rochester Americans go at it on a Saturday night at Giant Center. And it was. Hall of Fame night, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness. It was it was good to have this once again. Now, we sort of ran into um 
um, a bit of a problem with this because, um, all right. So, so as a friend of mine brought up and he's not wrong about this, um, all of you remember Chris Bork's Jersey retirement, right? And it was said that get to giant center early because the ceremony is going to start at six and it took, or, or it's going to start around five 30. And then once that was done, we'll go right into warmups and away we go. Um, tonight for the hall of fame night, we had um, only 15 minutes of Zach going through Zach going through all the names on here. And um, wait, what's that? Hearing something weird, something that, um, oh, oh, I know why. I know why. This is why, this is why you don't have your lives come up. Anyway, uh, where was it? Uh, let me just see here. Um, get back to the comments here. Anyway, we'll we'll get back to that anyway. Last my train of thought. Um, cough. Anyway, okay. So now I remember with this is that um we didn't give a lot of time to these Hall of Fame Hall of Famers, and it was friend of the show Zach Zach Fish Bears play by play friend of the show was emceeing the whole thing, <laughs> and that that man has not. Let me live down that I was disappointed that he emceed Chris Bork's uh, jersey retirement. Like every time I meet him, he's like, "Yeah, I'll be emceeing the night. Is that okay?" Yeah, Zach. I'm glad that you are. <laughs> Love you, Zach. Mean it. Enjoy the Royals jersey. Um, but um, um, I just didn't understand why these guys weren't given time to really do any acceptance speech. Now the Bears said that they're, um, um, they said that they're that they put the acceptance speeches online, which they have, um, and you can go watch them at your uh, own time. It just would have been nice if some of these would have been the time to do this. And I know we're inducting eight people this year, which is a lot, but um, I don't know. I just thought it could have been better handled. That why Chris Bork on a Jersey retirement was only given an hour in the pregame and then not um, that these guys were only given like 15 minutes and a plaque. Well, a, well uh, a medal and then their plaques being put up. Anyway, I'm rambling. So the 20, um, the classes were combined two classes from the 2020 and 2021. Now let's also, Let's also keep in mind that um, that <clears throat> that it is two classes that that were being inducted, that were being put in, and I guess they just needed time. They needed um, man. <sighs> All right, take a deep breath. You're trying to do two things at once. I'm trying to pull up who got inducted just so I could go down the proper names of who got in. Because the ones that I really remember, at least from last night, a lot happened. But, um, like, Keith Coin got in. And it's good to see that Keith Coin got in. He was from the God, first of the God Mode team to be inducted. Um, I'm sure others will get Giroux at some point. We'll get Andrew Gordon. But Keith Coin went in. And, um, and, uh, 
I got finally got it up here. Um, but Keith the Coin got in, and uh, apparently, when you retire, you really do go bald. I mean, that man's lost everything. And at the run um, uh, screen, I mean, the, the, not the screen, the interview area or the autographs, I saw him. Honest question: Keith the Coin or a clone of Steve Pinizzato was there? Answers on a postcard, please. It um, you mean? That's just me, but wow. Wow. He looks good, though. He uh, he really does. All right, so I have the names up in front of me. Class of 2021, Barry Ashby, John Henderson, John Travers, and Mer- Myron Stan- Stankiewicz. Others will pronounce that better than I will. And Frederick Kasivi. Freddie! Went in. Went in. Good job to see Freddie going in. Very deserved. Class of 2022, Don Freeman, um, Brian Dobbin, Keith Coin, and Greg Mace. And that one hurts. That one hurts. Greg Mace uh, passed away at the end of 2019 um, before things really went crazy. And um, the man is missed. The man is very well missed. And... I'm kind of speaking about locally here with Greg Mace, but it's cool to see Greg get inducted into the Hall of Fame of two local sports franchises. Because this past summer, the Harrisburg Senators, the AA baseball team, inducted him into their life-size bobblehead Hall of Fame, which there's only like five or six names that are in there, one of them being Vladimir Guerrero. But Greg got it as well, very well-deserved. He has a banner of his around the, uh, the ballpark. But we miss you, Greg. We miss you. You're watching from the best seats in the house. Um, and just, again, good to see Keith the Coin going in as well. But you know what? I'm rambling. Back to the action. The Bears in Rochester go at it on a Saturday night, or you can call them the Amherst. You can call them whatever you want. And the Bears, you know, they were wearing their chocolates at home, unfortunately, and the Amherst skate out to those clean blue white, blue, and red jerseys. Mm, 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 mm. Love it. Love it. Love all of this. And a healthy amount of the Rochester contingency came out as well. A lot of them wore a Hockey Fights Cancer one. Uh, One of them uh, was wearing a Pride one with the different Pride colors that were on it. And it looked good. It really looked good. And I'm not going to get into an argument here about it. The jersey looked great. Would I wear one? Probably. Just because I liked the layout of it. Don't judge. Anyway, let's go into the first period. A Rochester team that just comes out flying. This is a team that can put up points. It's a team that Bears haven't seen all season. And why are they skating around the zone as good as they as they are? They get set up in the zone. They get set up in the zone, really high flying. Brett Murray up top. Michael Jopp's looking over, kneeling. One-timer, they score. What the hell happened here? Brett Murray up top, over to Yops, over to Michael Mersh, the captain, who just kneeling into the net. Liquid hockey. And it's one nothing Rochester early. Mikhail Mersh is 14th. Mason Jopps to 17th. Brett Murray, his 20th assist, and it's one nothing uh, uh, Rochester. 
Um, okay. Okay, this is a really fast team. This is a team that's really going after it. Rochester's trying to get their defenseman activated, throw puck into the zone. Connor McMichael pokes it away from the defenseman, and he's off to the races. Joe Snively coming. It could be a two-on-none. McMichael looking, looking, wrister. He scores! Connor McMichael on the breakaway nails it. Absolutely nails it. Boy, McMichael finding the scoring train once again, and it's not even Lehigh. Connor McMichael ties the game. Das Wunderkind, Das Wunderkind doing the dancing and working the crowd on a Saturday night. Credit to Wrestling Bios on that one. And we are tied at one. I didn't even get my goal announcement typed in for the, on the fan club page before he scored. Connor McMichael is 14th unassisted, and we are tied. And again, as we're watching Rochester, it's a team that is very aggressive. They're going to they're gonna bring their defensemen into the zone. They're going to get their defense activated. And what happens with that? Uh, the defensemen are going to step up in the neutral zone too to try and spring their forwards. They're gonna, the forwards are cherry-pick like crazy. And if this works, it's a lot of fun and very high scoring. When it doesn't work, who misses? It's not pretty. So, um, so 1-1. One, one, after one, shots are 11-9 Hershey. And Hershey, they're trying to play a little run and gun with the Amherst in the first period. Because that's what the Amherst like to do. Y'all are just running and gunning. Into the zone, pass over, get a shot, get back. Up in the zone, get a shot, go back on defense. It's a very high speed, high octane, high transition type game. And again, when it works, you'll get one of those 6-4 games. And when it doesn't work, well, the Bears go at start pushing it in the second. Really getting a lot of zone 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 time as well. Bent Mass works it off the boards, throws it over to Scarbosa. Scarbosa to Frank, who roofs it, he scores! It's in! It's stuck in the net, it counts, and the ref points, and it's in. Ethan Frank, his 27th, surpassing Riley Barber. For the highest scoring rookie since 2015. And there's only one name that's above him. Um, Frank Davis, I think. With 43 in a season. I don't think he'll get that, but Ethan Frank. My goodness, 27th of the season. Scarbosa is 33rd assist. And getting his first point as a Hershey Bear. Betting mess getting an assist as well. And it's 2-1 Hershey. Awesome. Great job out of the guys. 2-1. And the way this raid game's going, good thing we got Vecchione back. Good thing we got Hendricks LaPierre back. And it's up and down, up and starts to kind of uh, slow down a bit. Um, the Bears kind of dictate the pace a little bit. And the, at the end of the second period, the Bears are up 18-6 on shots. And Rochester begins to run out of gas. They played a lot this season. They, they played a lot this week, and they just start running out of gas, and the Bears keep pushing the puck up in the, up in the zone. Dylan Mickelrath at the blue line. Rister deflected. They score! 3-1, Archie! 3 We're in the lead. The, the, the goalie's arguing. Tip, tip. It was a high stick, but it looked like it wasn't. The ref's pointing. It's in. 
and the refs concur. They're all talking. They're all huddling up. And um, this isn't good. They're talking a long time. But, hey, we don't have replay in the American Hockey League. Lol. There's no way they're going to. They disallow it. They actually got together and concurred. It was a high stick. Crud. Crud. All right. But, hey, we're still leading. We're still leading. That's a good thing. And the Bears just keep pressing, outshooting them 12 to 9 in the final seconds. And it didn't really feel like it was in doubt. I mean, sure, the Bears took a penalty after that um, shot, after um, <clears throat> the non goal. Bobby went off for high sticking, LaPierre went off for high sticking, and Rochester had their best chance as. A shot from the circles. Kick save on the power play. And in comes Marsh. Kneeling one time. A rifle's in and bang off the post and shoots right back out. And it's one of those post shots where you don't hear a ping. It's just a dong and goes right back out. The ever elusive quiet ping. If you hit it at just the right spot and just the right point. Key of nothing. And speaking of nothing, that's what Rochester got in the third. And the Bears, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Rochester, Bears win it. 2-1 the final. And get a clean sweep of the week. And swept the week. What a way to get back. What a way to get back after that. Your three stars, Connor McMichael with a goal. Hunter Shepard, 22 for 23. Ethan Frank with the game winner. Number one star of the night. So, yeah, the boys, the boys took the weekend. They did it. And what a way to get back after all the stuff that happened last week with you losing three games to Providence in a row and laying an absolute dud up there last Sunday at, at, uh, Amca Mutual Pavilion. But to come back, get two on the road against your rival and come back home against a high-flying team and you get the win and you knock that magic number down more and more. So let's take a look at the standings. But first, some comments from all of you Bears fans. Um, Let's see here. Ben, Ben Davis, a good... uh, good, good to have you on there, brother. Thank you very much. Um, yes, Ben was the one who helped name this. Um, ben was one of the more uh, active, um, active um, guys who um, fans who were able to help get this show going. Uh, let's see here. Staff at the PPL Center was great. Yep, I, yeah, they can be. The staff there is really good. Um, they actually stop people from going down in, on, in between play. The staff there is fantastic. I will never knock the staff there. Uh, we're actually friends with some of the rowdy crew up there. You know, the ones in the orange jumpsuits. Uh, let's see here. Another one. How do young under 30 NHL prospects run out of gas in the second? Um, sometimes it's just the system. Sometimes it's just the system. And keep in mind, they're on a back-to-back as well. And like I said, Rochester, 
Rochester runs a very high octane active type type system. You know, these aren't just soulless machineries. Sometimes these just happen. You know, all you Bears fans have seen three and threes with the Bears or the four five four and fives. I mean, game tail ends of four and fives were not pretty, especially with big travel ones. So let's get to the standings. Let's see where we are on the standings. Providence, at the time of this recording, at 3 p.m. on a Sunday. So if you listen to this on a Monday, um, things might have changed as well. Providence leads the division with 82 points, 12 games, 12 games remaining. The Bears sit in second with 81 points. Both teams are even as of now, although Providence um, will be a game ahead of us playing on a Sunday and us not. So just keep that in mind. Charlotte sitting third at 76, waiting for one of these teams to mess up and fall and fall out of the of the first, and they will jump right in. They have 11 games to go, and they've got some travel to do as well. They'll take on Providence this week. Uh, Springfield sitting at 70. have been on a surge as of lately, 70 points. Lehigh at 68. Bridgeport at 64, trying to stay in that four, in that sixth spot. Hartford at 63, and Wilkes-Barre Scranton at 58 is falling off the lead lap and hard. Oh, darn. We are so saddened by these turn of events. So if the playoffs started right now, Providence and Hershey would get a first round bye. It would be Charlotte versus Bridgeport with all three games in Charlotte. Lovely. Uh, Springfield and Lehigh with all three games in Springfield. So cards subject to change and other and other things as well as we head into the last hurrah of the season. So uh, let me just try and bring this up here. Uh, the playoff primer for the 19th. I just need the stupid thing to load here. Come on. All right, so the Bears' magic number is down to four. The Bears' magic number is down to four as of time of this recording. Um, that goes down for every Bears win that they get and for every, and every time the seventh-place team loses, which is Hartford. It goes down by two or by one, depending on how things play out. So, in theory the Bears could clinch a playoff spot next weekend. In theory, if they win both games in Rot win both games in Rochester, then Syracuse, if they win both straight up, the Bears are in. Um Hartford plays Springfield at home the same time the Bears play on Friday and Saturday. So, Bears win both games, they get in. If if Hartford loses both straight up, no overtime, Bears can backdoor themselves in, and that's nowhere near as dirty as I want it to sound. Uh, Providence, uh, let's see here. Providence heads to Charlotte for a Saturday Sunday matchup as well. So the Bears will play on Friday. Providence will not. So the Bears will have a chance to temporarily surpass them as well. So. Lots of stuff to do next weekend. Lots of stuff to watch out for. And that'll do it for the Grit and Barrett podcast this week, everyone. 
And thank you so much to everyone who's joined along on the live stream. It's only been like four to six of all of you that have watched this, but there's been um, great interaction on the fan club page for this. And um, it looks like if I do this early in the afternoon, a lot of you will watch this. I can't guarantee it's always going to be in the afternoon, but we will see as we move along with this as well. For all of you listening on the audio side on Monday, thank you very much as well. And all of you, you out there, there's nothing much less else to say. Well, before I get to that, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, wherever you get your podcasts podcast as well my name's richard blosser and above all else go bears i'll catch you next time thank you for downloading this episode of the grit and barrett podcast if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are currently listening to if you are listening on apple or google please leave us a five-star review as it appeases our algorithm overlords if you enjoyed this podcast please check out the hockey podcast network where there is a podcast for each and every NHL team. We also cover the American Hockey League. They have a podcast about college hockey and all the ins and outs of the hockey world. If you wish to know more about our parent club, please check out the official Caps Chirps podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network as they cover all things Washington Capitals. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. That's at Grit and Barrett P1 on Twitter. This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Patricia Blosser, who passed away on December 5th, 2020, to dementia and COVID. The show is also dedicated to all of the Hershey Bears' friends, fans, and family who lost their lives to cancer. Cancer sucks. Thank you once again for listening to the Grit and Barrett podcast, and go Bears. Go Bears.